This episode of This Is Us Too is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. Listen, I know that we're all chilling at home, right? We we're starting to get into somewhat maybe of a routine, or maybe you're just sitting down binging, you know, all of the Marvel movies, all, what, 22 of them. 22. Listen, no judgment. Wish I could be doing that, but I've got a four-year-old and six-year-old. But I can tell you that one thing that makes me feel better about all this situation is that two things. I'm wearing a bra. <laughs> Even though I don't want to, it makes me feel human. I'm wearing a bra for at least like what four hours a day, and I'm putting on a little bit of makeup because that all little right, bit of makeup when right, I see myself right. in the reflection when I'm washing my hands 20 million times a day, I'm like, dang girl, you still look human. <laughs> and you're wearing a bra, win for you. So because I want to make sure that you, our listeners, are being treated uh, super super well, I've put my best selling mascara, my 40 mascara, on sale just for podcast listeners. You can head to minuteswithmary.com slash discount. And if you are not already in my marvelous VIPs, search the hashtag Minute with Mary on Facebook and request to join my VIP group. I've got lots of fun tips and tricks in there for you. Right. Minute with Mary. I will come to therapy to work this through. I won't take it on alone. But I will not relitigate what my mother did to me with William. I won't reopen that wound for her. I understand you think that hashing it out will bring me some kind of peace. And maybe you're right. I, I don't know. But I've already lost three parents. I know that losing my mother would break me. I can't lose her. I will do anything to keep that from happening. I'll do whatever it takes. I've been a good son, Mom. I've been a good son, and I've never asked you for anything, but I am asking you for this now. And I need you to say it. You are going to St. Louis, and you are going to do this clinical trial. Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to the show This Is Us on NBC. So sit back and relax and we'll have a good cry. My name's Mary Larson. I've done that how many times and I just messed it up. My name's Blake and I, I, I can't believe you just did that. I, I am shocked. What did I even say? I, I don't know, but like you just... I was not in my rhythm. You, I was trying to mix it up because I wanted to feel even more authentic. I want people to know I record that opening every time. Yes. Well, there's your proof. Oh, there is your proof. Man. So we absolutely record that every time. Here we go. Story oh, time, Blake. Man. So I think it's your story this time. No, I think it's yours. I know. I I th- I think it I is. I think yours. you would be better for this episode. Um. Okay. Fine. Fair <laughs> Agree. Enough. Um. Well, we'll see. Um. He- here's the deal. Um. I related to this story because I've been through a lot of therapy. <laughs> I've been through a lot of therapy, and there are these moments when you get challenged and I, rem- I, you put yourself through a lot of trouble to find the root of many causes and the root of many of your problems. And I remember having a moment with my therapist where I had it was something very similar. It was something very similar about, um, about, about my, about my dad. Mm. Um, where it was, I for a long time I, I I held back a lot of issues on my mom when she passed away and uh, finding out the things that um, that frustrated me and angered me about it the things that I couldn't do like I felt very helpless when it comes to that I felt very um, I felt very d- discouraged about her death 
but I pushed it all aside because I had a lot of things to do and I had a lot of things to go on. And I remember uh, talking about that with my, um, with my therapist and she ended up, well, he ended up saying, listen, this is not your, this, this is not, this is not the issue that you're having. The issue that you're having is that you're angry and you're not angry at your Ooh. mom. You're angry at your dad. Ooh. You're angry at your dad because he has pushed you away. <sighs> that was a deepness. I know. Uh, and he's pushed you away because he doesn't know how to handle it. And I, I remember thinking about that and being like, wow, like that, that just happened. That, that just happened. I, I, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that happened. Like I, I was angry at my dad and I was angry that he was ignoring me. And I was angry that he was keeping me, he was pushing me down almost mm-hmm. and, and suppress and, and, and depressing me. Like, and I don't mean depressing, like, Oh, I'm, I'm a hate life, but like, like literally, literally yeah. depressing, like pressing down on me. And you learn this in therapy. And I learned this in therapy. And, I remember when I, when that happened, there was a huge, massive weight that was just lifted from me, uh, and lifted not like oh, okay everything's all better, but like oh wow, like this is something that I have to tackle. This is something that I have mm. to, I have to focus on. And of course, <laughs> it never works out the way you think it's going. No, to. you no, leave therapy no. and you're like oh yeah, I've got this. I've yeah. just cried my eyes out. I feel so good. I'm ready to tackle it. And then pretty much what happens to Randall? Well. What we think is going to happen to Randall? Yes, happens. Yeah. So, so that's that. That is the uh, that's the story. Marvin, are you ready to get into this? Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and do that. So let's get into the details about this particular episode of This Is Us. Yes, let's do it. So the title was After the Fire, which is uh, apropos because uh, it is taking place or at least everything is essentially this this crux of their lives, which is After the Fire. Um, So it's it's great. uh, But as great as it is, we ended up discovering that it's, yes, the, the, the fire is the crux, but it's the stuff that happens after the fire mm-hmm. that really is the crux the fire is, is is this is this like fork in the road uh in a lot of ways but it's the stuff that happens directly right after that could be the fork in the road uh the director was roxanne dawson which i know you don't know that name and that's okay that you don't but one of the great things is that she has directed an episode of this is us before it was the last seven weeks and Roxanne Dawson is actually a, a pretty good director. She's directed many, 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 many episodes of television. But more importantly, she was Belana Torres from Star Trek Voyager. I mean, most importantly, obviously, <laughs> right? So I, I, I can tell you, I can definitely assure you that like a, a, a 15-year-old Blake had a massive crush on Belana Torres. <laughs> Great. So I am so happy that I get to appreciate <laughs> Roxanne Dawson's work in, in this way. in this exactly. in this way. Uh, she's actually directed uh, the Americans, the Chai, Runaways, the Deuce, the Morning Show. That was the one oh my God, on uh, on that. Apple. Yeah, uh, Chance and uh, and House of Cards. Uh, she she's directed she's awesome. She's yeah. great. Okay. Uh, the writers were Vera Herbert and Kay Oyegan. Oh my God, girl! <sighs> I'm waiting for it. I know. I'm waiting for it. Where where, where is it? Oh. That's right, Kay. That's right, Kay. I got you, girl. And uh, you know what? You can tell that Kay wrote this one. You want to know why? Why? Because it was freaking awesome. <laughs> Which you want to know something? Oh. I, I meandered a little online. Okay. A lot of people didn't like this episode. Really? A lot of people didn't like this episode. I am shocked by this. So here we go. Lemonade rating. Let's just let's just lay it all out now. On a scale of one to five, I gave this episode a straight up five. Uh, okay. I'm going to gulp down that lemonade. It was so delicious. It was not delicious, but I loved this episode. Definitely well up there. Not necessarily... 
I, we'll get into this. Five, 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 five. five like, all fives. All fives. Okay. Um, for me, I'm giving it a 4.95. Which pretty much means five. Essentially. Yeah. Yes. Essentially. Okay. Now let's get into this. What are your GBGs for this Why episode? Why don't you do your GBGs first? Why and me then, first? No, because I want, you to, I want you to do okay, it. Okay, first. Um, my good was actually watching the happy-go-lucky timeline that Randall has made up in his mind that he's been thinking about for half of his life. You know, what would have happened had he stopped Jack? And Jack would be there at his wedding. And um, for so much of it, like being a really happy storyline, how his how his dad would meet William and they would go to AA together. And then the three grandparents at the at test when she's in the little pram, like mm-hmm. all of those things, I actually could not stop smiling. It was like I was watching um, like video clips of, of, you know, fond memories of like college, like your old friends, like seeing yeah. your old friends or like old wedding movies or things like that, like seeing your old friends interact again at a very happy time without all this like yuck all over it. So I just had a blast living in La La Land. Yeah, right. My bad was... Um, flip side, seeing mad drunk Jack broke me a little bit. Oh, yes. Okay. I got you on like, that one. Really broke me a little bit. Seeing his relationship deteriorate with Rebecca, um, with like having. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Um, with just watching him drink constantly throughout the show. Um, it just broke me. It broke me a lot. Yes. Um, and also on my bad is I could never have that therapist. How come? Well. That's just not how I roll. Am I great? <laughs> That's the kind of therapist for me. Yeah, okay. I think so. My great, uh, and this is gonna this is gonna stir things up. You want to know why people didn't like this episode? What? Because they were like Randall. He is the worst human ever. He's the worst person ever. And I sat here and I thought, oh my god, other people think like me. Randall thinks like me. Randall dreams up scenarios oh, what if oh, this yeah. happened what if that happened if i had done this differently then xyzq you would start the whole flipping alphabet all over and then i could go down this path like randall's character of self-doubt and like an alternate universe in his mind mm-hmm. and constantly thinking about it yep is my brain as well and I've never seen that on screen. I've never heard people talk about it. And I've kind of just always thought, like, am I crazy that I, like, think things every once in a while? Like, what if I had done this differently? What if I had done that differently? You know, what if I had stayed teaching? This is one of the most popular ones. Every time September comes around. <laughs> and Blake knows this because I call him pretty much every September 8th or 10th. Um, you know, when you're really seeing, and like. you're crying. I'm and, crying. Yeah. Every, like, first week of September saying, should I have stayed a music teacher in the school that I was originally in, like my fresh out of college. I thought it was going to be my teaching home and things get really bad and mm-hmm. very toxic in that school. And after six years, I chose to leave. Mm-hmm. And um, for many years after, I felt good about it. And I've always known it was the right thing. I mean, I would have never ended up on television. I probably would have never ended up podcasting. We would have had children at a different rate or time or who knows what. It was the right thing for me. But every September and other times in in throughout the year, I sit there and I dream what it would be like if mm-hmm. I was still there. If I had stayed there, how I would be like this veteran teacher, how I'd be having other, some of my kids now have kids and they'd be coming <laughs> back to Alma Mater Day and I dream these things and to see something like that on screen and then to he- read online that people are like, well, I'll get to why people don't like his decisions, but to see that made me feel like, okay, other people do that too. Right, right. Okay, so my uh, good was uh, actually the dance routine that Randall has with his fraternity brothers. Um, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was just really cool. Number one. Yeah. But also number two, it was. Uh, it was a, a great entrance, an excellent entrance into how drastically different Randall is going to be in this particular uh, "This Is Us" universe. The in his thoughts, in his thought process. Randall does not do this. He does not have these kind of, I mean, he, he's not a performer per se, but he's, I mean, he's a councilman and he does his, he does his own thing, but he's not a performer like that. He isn't loud like that. Uh, he isn't in your face like that. And because of that, it gives you an excellent entrance into the kind of character that you're going to see develop 
in this particular branch of story that This Is Us is going to teach you or I tell you. My bad. And this is why I give it a 4.95. Because I feel like we're spinning wheels a little bit. This was an excuse to just stay in one place in order to get to the finale. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, And because of that, I think that takes away from some of the momentum that you need to have going forward into a finale of your season. See, I disagree. But, 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 but at the end is when we get our momentum. Yes. At the end is when we say, oh, okay, I get it. I see what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if something like this could have taken place over a shorter period of time or like something that developed throughout the rest of the season or the back half of this season. Okay. I wonder if that's something that could happen, but I'm not here to question that because when I look, when I look at it and I say, okay, how else would I have done it differently? I don't know if I could have, I don't know if I would have. I kind of like this idea of having one episode dedicated to a Randall therapy session. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And at the end you get the payoff and the payoff is the momentum. Well, think about it. Like therapy sessions are generally around an hour, right? So it's like we sat through that and we worked through it with him. Whereas last week we were all standing in Kevin's shoes. You know, shame on you, Randall, shame on you, Randall. And maybe some of us watched this episode and saw Randall's perspective and felt Randall's feelings and felt Randall's fears. And some people can sit here and say, I would have done the same thing. Right. And so, and this leads into my great. It leads into my great because... What this is, is it's uh, the, the episode itself is a little flashy and it's a little gimmicky. Okay. I'm not a big fan of, oh, what if? Oh, what if? But the th- <laughs> I always go back to Halt and Catch Fire. It's not the thing, it's the thing that gets us to the thing, right? The thing is, it's a cool little hook. Oh, what if Jack lived? But that's not really it. What really is it is Randall's character. What does this what does this give us for Randall's character? What does this prove to us for Randall's character? Mm-hmm. How does this uh, give us more of an insight into the flash forwards that we're getting yeah. when they're not talking to yes. each other? This gives you a huge amount of insight into all the stuff that not only has happened in this particular episode, what will happen in the future, but what has happened in the past. I think it also shows you what... His anxiety has led him to do, you know, Absolutely. a lot of people might say, oh, yeah, I occasionally have those thoughts like here or there and like I dream up scenarios. But when you have severe anxiety, you have nonstop worry and you come up. All you hear are the what ifs, the what ifs that you possibly could have controlled. You create scenarios in your mind. If I had done this, I mean, Blake knows when I go through my incredibly <laughs> anxious periods, that's all I say. Maybe I should have done this differently. If I had done this differently, it would have worked out. Maybe I I, I, sh- I should wake up tomorrow and I should you know fix that thing. And he right. just says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm like down. we are where we are now and you can't go back and change the past. And that is something that I find very interesting because of this. Well, because I think it's because his anxiety is at such a peak that his fictional hopes and dreams are consuming his brain of, you know, yeah. are driving his actions. Well, and this whole back half has has been not focused, but there's been a very direct through line uh, to Randall's anxiety, how he handles it, how he's handling it within his marriage, and how Beth is dealing with that anxiety all in the same. So it's, it's not a coincidence when he comes home and Beth says, I'm really proud of you. It's not a coincidence because... All of this back half, the, the the actual through line is his anxiety. And what, and this is my real great, what that anxiety leads him to do, which is he manipulates his mother. He manipulates his mother into saying, I'm going to the trial. I'm going to the, 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 the research trial, whatever it is. And he manipulates her into leaving her family. At least she agrees to it. And that is spectacular and it's spectacular because it is something that randall doesn't do he even says it mom i don't ask you a damn thing i've been a good son but i need you to do this now and it pushes him to do something he doesn't normally do and which that is why 
it's worth our time to see this what if thing because it, that what if thing brings that anxiety and that that choice it brings it to the level the emotional math adds up when you start putting it all together that's why it's migraine right it's time for the big three feedback and we said that's three big three big three monica escobito Espo- oh. <laughs> I'm Escobedo? on Burgundy. Escobedo. There we go. Monica Escobedo says this one gets Escobedo. A- I got you. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Monica, I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, she says that this one gets a pitcher of lemonade. All the feels. Her good was all the ages. The subtle changes in Jack and Rebecca through the years are phenomenal. Her great is the differences between Randall and one fantasy versus the other. And the best was that ending when Randall tells his therapist that he will not lose his fourth parent. I just lost it. Oh, I love this show. And Monica, I'm right there with you. Jess Sariva says, I'm never one to complain about more Jack's screen time, but this episode, man, oof. good. The therapist was awesome. When she stopped Randall midway through his rose colored rendition of what if of the what if story and said exactly what I was thinking. The bad. Well, I got a couple of bads. One, I think the end was extremely, extremely manipulative of Randall. And while I sympathize, I don't agree with him forcing Rebecca to that to do that trail. Uh, No. And number two, trial. trial. Well, it says trail here. It says trail. So, you know what? I'm going to put it. I'm on Burgundy. I read what's on the prompter. <laughs> Number two, no one likes a mean Jack. And then the no, great. No, no I agree. does. It's uh, so awkward. And then the great Jack being alive, even if it was just a dream. P.S. I'm not ready for the finale next week. And this episode didn't fulfill my this is us expectations or this is us expectations uh, as a second to last episode. Uh, what do you got? Catherine Henry wrote in with five lemonades saying, am I the only one who feels like it was a, almost a version of a Christmas carol? Ooh, good so one. Good. good Her one. good was, I loved seeing William again, my bad. It's great that Randall had a breakthrough in therapy that he never processed his anger towards Rebecca for withholding her knowledge of William from him. He even understands that the horse is out of the barn and with her illness, it's too late to reignite that issue with her. But that does not give him an excuse to get all manipulative on her and demand that she participate in a clinical trial when she doesn't want to. Total dick move. I hate Randall right now. My great was Niles Fitch. The actor that portrays 17-year-old Randall is just outstanding. Can't get enough of him. Well, Kathy, just just for you. Yes, he was fantastic. Yes, he was outstanding. Um, a Christmas Carol. What do you think about that, Mary? Yes, I. I'm more of a butterfly effect kind of guy. Okay. Um. I mean, let's be real. What did I just ask if we could put up today? What? Remember? I don't remember. I asked if we could put back up our Christmas oh. lights. <laughs> it's like a thing that people are doing right now with the coronavirus to like bring light and joy. Is they're just taking out their Christmas decorations and putting them up? Yep. Why the heck not? <laughs> Because you know what? Unless we're, you don't have any in income world. coming in, then you have to worry about the light bills. If so, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, what else? So what What? What stands out to you in this one? Uh, oh, and actually, you know what? Before I get into okay. that, I kind of want to ask you about Jess's thing here where she says it didn't fill, fulfill her this is us expectations. Okay. Um, did this fulfill your this is us expectations? Yes. But that being said, as I just sat there saying, I get it, I get it, I get it, get it, get it. So I think when you see yourself in one of these characters, it really gets your this is us going, you know, and yes. you lost a mom. And you've talked a lot about how, like, you didn't get to say goodbye and you wish you were able to do things for her and how, like, that's where I thought you would want to go with your story. Sure, Is how you've always thought, like, is there something I could have done? Um, You know, it's, I think when people can hardcore connect with a character in a show, it meets their expectations because we get really used to that. And I think because this one was so focused on Randall that if you did not connect with that aspect of Randall or if you didn't like his decision with it uh, and how he handled that manipulation, um, then it would be a very hard one to fit that expectations. But next week's probably going to blow us out of the water. So if you didn't like this week, still have faith. Well, that's the thing. And I mentioned it earlier, the momentum of it all. The momentum is so important, especially when you're going from the penultimate episode of the season to the finale. 
you need to have a thrusting force forward. And that conversation at the end is exactly what is going to fuel the yes. fire of the finale. Th- that whole bit at the end is what makes this entire episode worth it. And you you can guarantee, you can guarantee this is coming to a head. But that that's my hot take for the night. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that there. But I will say that this is a very contemplative episode, obviously. And that's why it's one of the better ones that I think it that I think this is. I mean, us you done. and I have said that this entire back half of this season has been like rocking and rolling. That we have been really loving this entire season, but mm-hmm. really this back half especially. Right. Um here here's what I like too. Just because Randall is in therapy doesn't mean he's fixed. In fact, He's just going down the hole even further. He just opened up Pandora's box. That therapy session for one hour, not well done. Uh, well, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean not well done? Well, first and foremost, that's been nothing like any therapy sessions I've gone to. It was just fast forwarded. And, and that's what they had to do. They wanted it to be all within this one hour and for her to keep pushing him, for her to keep challenging him so much. Um you know, in such a short amount of time. That was an emotional roller coaster. And sure. as I said, that's not what has worked for me. I, I understand. Okay, I get you now. I get you now. But uh, yeah. in, in the case of television, I think it... It had to be. It, it. I think it had to be, and I think it works in the case of television. Yeah. Um, Because of that, we, we also get a sense of Randall's grip on the situation. She has maintained with us. I mean, we're, we're supposed to, uh, the, the therapist. Okay. Sorry. The, we are supposed to, I think as an audience, get a sense that Randall has now been going to this therapist for a little bit. Oh, I didn't get that sense. Oh, really? (laughs) I got like, here I am. Let's talk about some deep rooted stuff. Maybe he did mention that he'd been there a few times, but I don't know. But the sense that I got was he was more comfortable, uh, in talking Uh, but she, even though he is more comfortable, that doesn't mean he's actually really comfortable. And you could see that she, I love that line, which is like, I got some Scrabble and everything. If you just want to play games, we could just oh. bring the, bring that out. Doesn't she say like, I live for this? Oh yeah. Like when, when he gives her a little yeah, backlash. When he, when he tells her uh, that you got, I, I don't need some therapist in cheap oh. shoes to tell me, you know, good stuff. Oh my God. Good stuff. See, that's my kind of therapy. I like that kind of therapy. I'm in on that. <laughs> Challenge me a little bit. I'll challenge you a little bit. Maybe I'll, I'll call you, you a couple names, shoes. and then we'll we'll figure it out. Maybe I'll apologize. All my shoes are cheap, so <laughs> if too. anyone ever says that to us, yeah, we will not be offended. But it, it shows you again, it, again, why this episode is so important and why it is so good and why it's so thoughtful. It's because it's enlightening the character of Randall. Randall doesn't like gray. I remember in our last Outlander cast episode, we were talking about uh, one of the characters that that Jamie was with, and he didn't see gray. All he saw was black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for those of you who listen to Outlander cast, it's Lieutenant Knox. Uh, for those of you who don't listen to Outlander cast, I'm sorry, you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Regardless, Randall does not like to see gray. He sees black and white, meaning things are good, things are bad, and when they're bad, he even says this: "I." fix them i fix them that's mm-hmm. my job that's what i do so without coming out and saying it right in front of you it's showing you that randall's anxiety is what is making this whole yes. thing go forward yes and his grip his grip on yes. it uh, uh and no matter what, no matter what what if outcome there is randall is still fixing his relationship with his mother, which again is so spectacular. It is like, it's incredible. So speaking of Rebecca, here's a couple of things to think. We know that she's in the 15 year future. Yes. Okay. So she's not going to die in this trial, right? No, no like trial, crazy bad things are in 
death sense are going to happen. We also know that she ends up at the cabin in six months, Mm -hmm. completely forgetting why Randall isn't there, but she's there, meaning she either doesn't go to this trial or maybe she's on a little vacation from the trial. Well, which which again, this is part of my hot take. So I'm going to... Can you just let us know your hot take? I hate having to wait when it's like I have to keep tabling things. I lose my momentum. All right, fine, fine, fine. (laughs) Are you ready for my hot take? Yes. All right, here we go. Okay, this is for you, Mary. This oh, is for you. Yay. This is just for you because just for we're going against the entire structure of this episode okay. of, our, of our podcast. Bring it on. All right, so my hot take is this. This thing with Kevin and Randall is absolutely coming to a head. It, it is coming. Um, and, welcome and to the table, Captain Obvious. I, I know, but they're, they, what, what's going <laughs> to what What happens because of... well. What happens because of this conflict is what happens later on with Rebecca when they're in the cabin and all okay. that stuff, right? This is the result of it. Yes. But it's not the result that you're thinking. I don't think Kevin gets upset with Randall because, oh, he's he's making mom go do this. Okay. I don't think that's the case. What I think is happening is she agrees to do it and, he, and Randall gets everything taken care of. Okay. He does it all. And she says... Randall, I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not doing it. So when Kevin says we're not speaking to Randall anymore in that in that flash Ooh. forward, it's not because they chose to not speak to him. It's because Randall speaks to not choose choose chooses to not speak to them. I agree. I don't think Rebecca goes. Yes. And I think that's the thing is that yes, Rebecca says yes to him on the phone, but. She still does. She still has to pack bags. She still has to sign up. She, the thing, the thing is that we're not. Everyone's jumping on Randall, and I get it. But Randall is not like the most evil, terrible person in the entire no, world. No, he's not. He's just Here's, doing what he what he has to what do. But he's desperately trying to save his mom, and he awkwardly brought it up to her at Kevin's premiere party. Yep. Worst place ever to bring this up, Randall. Like his initial idea of doing it, or Kevin's initial idea of doing it, like the next day over brunch, talking things through, letting her know even a smidge more about this trial could have been handled in a much better way. Mm-hmm. Now here he is a second time saying, "Mom, I love you. I can't." Can't handle losing another parent. Please promise me this. Yep. Like I get it. You know, if I was Rebecca, I'd be like, "Can I please learn a little bit more about this?" I mean, she's saying yes <laughs> blindly, so I think that Rebecca is going to hold back the ability to um to have the veto card. Yeah, like right. listen, man, like you pulled at my heartstrings. You're right. You've been an amazing son. I would love to. I would. I want to live too. I want to live a, a fruit, fruitful, memory filled life. Um, but I actually said yes because I was caught, and I just need to know more about this. Sure. So I think that Rebecca will say no. Yep, I agree. And you know, as we're recording this, we are on Facebook Live. If you do want to join us on Facebook Live in future episodes, you can do so. Maybe well, I think we'll more than likely have one for the finale. Um, I wouldn't. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think we will. Yeah. So if you want to join us for the finale, you can do so. Just go to the Mary and Blake Facebook page and you'll see us there. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because one of our watchers right now, Veronica, says maybe she doesn't qualify for the trial. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't. And maybe Randall thinks she's lying to me again. Mm-hmm. Like that that's me saying this. <gasps> maybe she, maybe he thinks she's lying to me again and he decides, yeah. you know what? In my in my other this is us verse, yep. I let go of my mother. I maybe I have to let go of her cuz she she's bringing me to a place can we that just, I can't go. Can we just take a moment and raise a glass, maybe have some tea, maybe have a cup of water? Can we just raise a glass for Miguel, who still doesn't know that this is even on the table? Okay? He is desperately just trying to play Pictionary or whatever the heck it is. Whatever he wants, yeah. He has no idea that all these people are planning (laughs) about his wife's well-being, and he loves her. This This is the one person who, like... Would have access in a hospital. Well, I guess her like <clears throat> kids may, maybe would, but like this is like her next person, and he has sure. no idea. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, sure, sure, Randall. Yeah, well, she uh, hasn't absolutely. even spoken with Miguel about this. I know, poor I know. little pudding. And another great thing about this episode, you know, this is us can be very saccharine, it, and it, it can weaponize its own mythology, like we've talked about. Uh, it, it can also teeter the line of like sentimentality a little bit too much. Like 
it 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 like here's the line and it like it just steps over the line I like love it. by a toe I and it's love like it when they do okay, that. okay 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 never mind you know oh like Kate having the two kids and whoever the heck Ethan is yeah <laughs> well does anyone else like who's Ethan let me go through all of the previous episodes was Ethan her high school but junior high boyfriend right was he the, was he the boy from the pool <laughs> and then like but and then like they're having the dinner and Beth is there with the hot sauce and Jack's like oh my god the hot sauce like <sighs> you know it's weaponizing its own mythology no but I love it and I have to give it to my girl Kay Oh yeah, Kay. Kay brings it to that line. And I know Vera Herbert wrote it with her, but I'm not giving Vera any credit. This is all Kay, okay? I'm I'm saying I'm saying this is all Kay cuz she's my binky. She's my this is us binky. Um she takes it, she toes the sentimentality line and she puts it right she puts her toe, dips her toe in that water and then she takes it right back out because what she does is something really smart. Just because Randall's in therapy doesn't mean that he's okay. Doesn't mean that everything gets fixed. Oh, no. Doesn't mean that all of a sudden he has this one breakthrough moment. Oh my God, I love my mother. No, no. In fact, it goes the opposite route. Yeah. And not only do we recognize that there is a conflict between Randall and his mother, but more importantly, that conflict is not resolved and it's not even close to being resolved. That is the beauty of this episode. Like, that. I can't. I cannot stress that anymore. I, I. I don't know what else to do about that. I mean, like, it's just. It's fantastic. All right. So, but let's let's get into like the small details of Randall's. Well, you know what stinks first and foremost. Everybody in the family is chilling out, playing Pictionary. Like everybody, little Jack Jack's there, Miggy's there. Everybody's playing, and Randall, of course, is on the complete opposite side of the country. Mm-hmm. Here he is. All he wants to do is help his mom. He's found something to help her, and he is not able to see her day to day. He is not able to see how she is thriving, how she is living this YOLO life right now, and really trying to soak it up as much as possible. What he's thinking about are the times that mom's lost her phone. She's forgetting things. Remember, these are the things that in the future... He's remembering. He's having these conversations in his in his mind with his pretend dad. That is all that he is focused on. Whenever my anxiety rears up, I tell Blake that it's like a hamster wheel just going around in my head. Yep, yep. Just in that flipping hamster just keeps saying that same worry over and over and it doesn't stop because those hamsters never stop. Like, what the heck? And they like run on the hamster wheels at like 11 o'clock at night and that's why I think, or even 2 a.m. That's why I love telling you it's like a hamster wheel. Did you yeah. ever have a hamster growing up? Uh, no. But it reminds me of the li- um, the Secret Life of Pets Part Two, <laughs> when the hamster is in the wheel. Yes. He's like, and I run, and I run, and I run, and I run, and I stop, and I don't go anywhere. <laughs> That's it. That's anxiety. Well, just so you know, I had twelve hamsters at once. You had what? Yeah, I bought my hamster, who they told me was a boy hamster, uh, at Building Nineteen, which is some like shady like everything store in like a back closet. My parents gave me five bucks. I came back with a pet. Uh, I think I was supposed to buy crayons. Mm-hmm. Anyway, got it. They told me it was a boy. I liked him because he was the fattest one. He ended up having babies a week <laughs> later. <laughs> I learned about life. I learned about what animals do with all of their young that aren't well, of Mary, the right size. When two hamsters really love each other, they said it was a boy. <laughs> They said it was a boy. And then I had 12 baby hamsters that I had to hold on to while the mother was nursing. And those flipping things, they do not stop. (laughs) So needless to say, I feel very bad that Randall is removed physically from his mom and his family and these happy memories. Because maybe if he was there and he was able to see how well she was doing in Mm -hmm. aspects of her life, this wouldn't be such a pressing matter. But he is so focused on uh, these things that have stood out and his anxiety isn't letting him see the big picture nor is his anxiety telling him Randall like why don't you have a Skype phone call with your mom right now mm-hmm. and like lay it on out right tell her a little bit more about the study why don't you actually include Miguel too because maybe Miggy would be down and then you you know but that doesn't happen 
anxiety is is holding the reins right now. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was something that happens. Uh, well, there was a conversation with Isaac Abtaker, who is one of the showrunners of This Is Us. And uh, part of that conversation was about the decision that Randall makes about his mother to kind of manipulate her into this decision. And Abtaker says, all is fair in love and elder care. Uh, we we intend for this decision, this, this moment, to be very divisive. On set, it was, at least. Half the people who are there making the show were in favor of what Randall was doing and how he was playing every card in his deck to get his mom to do what he wanted because they think he's trying to save her life. He's trying to prolong her life. And then the other half of the people were going, well, that's so manipulative. How could he use that against her like that? She's an adult who's made it very clear that what she wants, and now he's making her do a total 180. And they found that what he is doing to be very unpleasant and manipulative. So the, our intention and our hope is that people will really be divided on it. And, oh, I, and I think are. I'm getting that. I think I'm getting that from, from the See, This Is Here's crowd. the thing. I think I would have done something similar. I think I would have actually let yeah, you my pa- right, right. Yes, you would have. I would have. I th- I would hope, but who knows if anxiety's got the reins. Um, I would hope that I would have given enough knowledge about this trial. I would have kind of brought my case a little bit more, aside sure. from just being the emotional side. Um, you know, like vetting it and really saying like this is why and here's what it what it's you know about and uh, here's the amount of time that I spent looking into this. Um. But I think I would have played that card. And, you because know, I think that I'm freaked out. I am honest to God freaked out about what's going to happen to my parents. Sure. And like if something happens to my parents, because we're not at that age yet, but we're, we're, we're in the next we're couple there. of, yeah, in the next couple of decades, we're going to have to be getting to this point where our parents are going to need to be cared for. And I don't necessarily know if I'm able to to do everything I need to do or if they're going to need to be going inside a home. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, And part of me wonders if I'm going to have to say like, listen, I've done this research. I honestly think this is what's best for you. I need Mm -hmm. you to trust me and I need you to do this. The, the great thing about this episode too, is while I loved the happy version of Randall's what if, and, and I cried and I loved seeing Jack alive being jack pearson that we would envision to be jack yeah uh and having met william and everything going swimmingly and all of that stuff the real fun and interesting aspect of the what if scenario was was like the 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 negative side was the bad side of the what if scenario yeah for me it was the most compelling side of this episode where it was we got a chance to see randall without his anxiety yeah. we, we got a chance to see randall let it all go we got a chance to see randall without beth like how weird was it to see him with all these random oh tas and not beth seriously with the weird mustache and the half goatee yes. with, the, with the earrings yeah notice that when when randall comes home as a teenager when yep. he first comes home he has earrings in uh, and then that progresses throughout the rest of time in the bad yeah. the bad universe okay yeah. um I really, really, really appreciated seeing this other half of Randall, one without Beth, one without the anxiety. Well, because what's tough, too, is that, you know, he already went through, like, they lost Jack so quickly, and none of the kids were actually there when Jack died. But Randall then lost William through kind of an extended period. Granted, it wasn't that long. They only got to be in each other's lives for, like, what, a year? Um, But Randall kind of did a lot of similar things for William. It was all late. It was not something that could necessarily be saved, but like he's trying to save his biological father and he took him to these doctors and he took him to go do these things. You know what I mean? Like he really tried um, and it was too late, you know? And that is one of the things that he regrets. Remember how, so in like the parallel universe or whatever, they find it early. That's a huge thing. So here he is thinking like, what if we could find this early? And that's, that's what I'm saying is that like, you know, what if you have to have this kind of a conversation with your parent Mm -hmm. where you say, listen, we could catch something early. We need to, you you know, let's, let's try this, Mm -hmm. just try it. Um, and he tried it with William, but it was too late. And notice also too, in his, in the bad universe, Randall is obviously not the favorite child. In fact, it's Kevin. And none 
none of that is more ever present than in the scene where they're all having dinner together when they're, you know, in, in they're in their teens mm-hmm. and Rebecca grabs Kevin's hand and oh, Randall yes. sees it and you can see that it's yeah. boiling in him yeah. and it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse until the point where he says, I have to go. Yeah. I thought this was going to be okay. It ain't. I'm yeah. leaving. Uh, Jack drinking, being like, and, and having an issue with Rebecca, like a, a deep rooted issue at that time. Who doesn't want slivered almonds on their salad, by the way? <laughs> Me. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, but Kevin is the star child. Kevin is the one who's made something of himself, not only um, with his mom, but with his dad. Working, goes into business goes with his into dad. Goes into business with his yes. dad. Makes, makes something out of it with his dad. Becomes the person that I think... In fact, the way that I look at it is the two brothers in this bad universe have switched roles, essentially. They've switched the... The, the the likeness that they have uh, to themselves and to each other in their different roles. Kevin is the one that's made something. He's How the favorite. That, I mean, he's not right? he's not necessarily the favorite necessarily, but he is. Kevin Kevin is the one that has the better relationship with his dad and his mother. And, and that is something that's that important. In Randall's like made up mind, Kevin doesn't seem to have gone through you know these these couples of decades of uh yeah there's been there's been no alcoholism there's been no he ends up with sophie he doesn't cheat on his wife right you know uh kate gets married earlier i guess has the the husband that we talked about earlier with the two kids everything seems to be going well and he's the one that's on his own banging tas and um and living in this apartment far off from his family not seeing his family still Making smoothies, though. Still still making smoothies. <laughs> the one consistent thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and by the way, if you had any uh, question as to whether and what Beth was watching uh, that she was binging in her bed. Yeah, as what Rand- was it? It was Watchmen. Really? That's what she talks about. Okay, cool. So, I uh, just wanted to, wanted to throw that out there. Very cool. Um, but this episode, this episode is really important i think to the canon of this is us and yes to the character but also to the writing Mm -hmm. and i know i know k is my binky and i'm i'm willing to go there and i i'm a k honk okay i'm a k honk i hate that term honk okay fine but the fan but but the writing here is so spectacular because Normally, in any situation, you have to know what your protagonist wants, and you have to have a clear path to what you always have to know what they want. And in this episode, you don't that you know that Randall wants to get better. You know that Randall wants to. I think Randall wants to feel in control of something. Right, and this whole episode is funneling down to this one moment. It's funneling down to the moment of Randall saying to his mother, "You need to do this." Randall is turned into something that he didn't want to do. What you notice is that Randall, even though it looks like he's doing it for the benefit of his mother, he's doing it for his own benefit. He's making his bad version of himself mm-hmm. come true. Ooh. By the end of the episode, he's gone from concerned son who wants the best for his mom to I need the best for myself because that's what I need. I disagree. I mean... He loves his mom. Yes, but... And he wants what's best for his mom. But consider the reasoning. I already lost three parents. I can't look back. I can't look back 20 years from now and know that I, I didn't do more. Well, and I also don't think he did a great job selling it to Rebecca in the manner that he had. So, you know, which, is, to which me, leads to the more selfish part of him, which leads to that point. It's see, selfish. Would, it's selfish. I would have done the same thing. Just because you would have done the same thing doesn't make it right, Marvin. <laughs> no, I, I, know I know you don't say sorry to me, but you have to say sorry to other people. But I don't think. I think he really does care about his mom's well being. I think he knows that he was not able yes. to explain this this trial as well as he should have yes um 
I wish that he had said, would you please, please, please talk with me tomorrow so I can go in detail with you, the pros. I wish that that's how it was versus saying, I need you to do this for me. Sure, sure. Uh, you got anything else uh, for this one, Marvin? No, I think everyone now hates me. <laughs> no, no one hates you. Everybody loves you. I haven't you read know any comments of people being like, oh, I probably would have, you know, wanted my mom to do the trial too. I would have fought hard for it too. Everyone's like, Randall's the worst. And here I am being, oh. Well, Randall's not the worst. Because like, you are he right, Mary. Hate. He's getting hate. Does he, does he deserve hate? Uh, I think he does a little bit. But I don't think that he deserves the kind of hate that he's getting. I think what, what is, what's happening is people are just taking it as it is. Well, and this is why Randall doesn't speak with certain members of his family in six months from now. Sure. Because Randall probably is not going to think what he did was wrong. Absolutely. So, you know, he's not going to be able to look back on this and say, I mean, he might look back and say, yeah, I wish I had brought it up to her in a different manner. I wish I was able to sit down at a coffee shop, lay it all out with for her, and then she could have made a really informed decision, but I didn't get that chance. Right. And I'm not going to lose my mom and let her miss out on an opportunity that she should really try that could change her life. Yes. Yes, I will, I will co-sign on that. But I can't help but look at... Rebecca, as she's looking at her family with Kevin laughing oh, and I Mickey know. being there and Kate with the baby and them, them playing charades, whatever yes. it was. What was it anyway? What were those two lines supposed to be? It was Mission to Mars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you see? That's obviously a rocket going up. Oh like, my God. Okay, Toby, sure. <laughs> love, love. Uh, so anything else before we, uh, before no? we move on? Okay. Uh, it's time for some in or out. What's it gonna be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right, in or out. Uh, number one, sororities and fraternities. Hmm. Interesting question. I know. I'm in because I was in one, but I'm out because I made it up. <laughs> Me tell- and a bunch of my friends who were like the misfits. We were pretty much the island of misfit toys, but college version. You know, softball player, president of something nerd! or other, band nerd, RA slash orientation leader myself. You know, like we just kind of were like, you know what? We want to have girlfriends too. And we want to do good things and volunteer Let's just make our own sorority. And that's what we did. And you want to know what our sorority color is? Teal. Teal. You're no. welcome. You are welcome. You wouldn't say, Marie. <laughs> so, I'm in and out. All right. Uh, I am, it depends. I am out on uh, fraternities. I know you're out. I'm out only because I went to a small school. If I went to a large school, if I went to like, you know, like, I don't know. I think I'll have a large school like BC, but really like if I went to university of Florida, you know, like I would say I'm kind of in because you can't meet all them people all at once. You have to be part of a group. You have to like find your niche. So I'd be in if I went to a large school, but I went to a small New England school where they, where they made up their own fraternities, yeah. uh, in or out on being a professor. I'm in, I'm in on being a professor. I would you, love to be a professor. Yeah, you wanted to be one. I absolutely wanted to be one. I, I wanted to be a history professor in the worst way. Then I realized I had to actually teach children, which I could not do. <laughs> I have, I have, I, I barely have patience for my own kids. Never mind somebody else's kids that don't appreciate you history. You have patience for me. No, I have all the patience for you. Mm. You're my bride. Of course I have patience okay. for you. All right. Um, <laughs> in a route on rehearsal dinners. Uh, out. I'm out. I'm way out on her rehearsal dinners. I mean, this coming from the girl that truly wanted to just elope or have a really small wedding. Yep. So, but the whole rehearsal dinner thing—it's a bunch of crap. Bunch of crap. I mean, it's it's for you to thank people more. Yeah. It makes sense because then it's like everyone wants to do these speeches. I mean, you know what? You know what's so funny? What's that? Is that like 30 years from now, we're going to be so excited for a rehearsal <laughs> dinner. We're going to be like, I can't wait for my outfit. I've got my speech. Like, I think it's just for the older gen. Yes, it's definitely for the, for the OG uh, people. But I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm out on it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that when it's our turn... That to we be may older, be in on it. yeah. Like if we're if we're a reader, um, you know. I mean, we're not really that close with anybody. <laughs> I'm kind of but, out on weddings. Blake, where were you 12 years ago? Well, that was different. I was young and naive when we were like chatting, and then 10 years ago, 
when we got married. Yeah, but it's different. It's it's different at the time. I was young and naive, and I wanted a wedding. I I I I wanted to have one for you. I wanted to have one for me. I wanted to have one for my family. Blake was obsessed with the show David to Tara. Oh no. I was not the only one that was obsessed with it. You were just as obsessed with me. I was obsessed of you with you watching it. <laughs> yeah, okay. No no chance. All right. Uh, in or out on teacher assistance? I was one. Were, were you really? Yeah. I don't, what does a teacher assistant do? I don't even get it. I mean, you're just, you're generally a bit closer in age to the students, so you're a little bit more approachable. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the teachers who have TAs, uh, it's because their class size is massive, so maybe you'll be collecting papers, maybe you'll be handing out papers. I know for me, I was a TA for like the intro to being a music major, Mm -hmm. so the teacher really, like music teachers, for the most part, they're like... Leave me alone, man. I don't do dittos. I don't do paper. I don't do assignments. Like, I play and I teach others how to play. So I did all of the like attendance taking. Of course you did, you dork. And I would teach people, like, here's time management skills. Here's how to know if something's urgent, if something's not urgent. Here's the quad box. You know. Of course I know. Because I had to teach you. I'm married to you. (laughs) So, pretty much half of our conversation. <laughs> where I'm like teaching you life skills is because I was a TA. You were a TA. <laughs> You're such a dork. Uh, <laughs> oh my You're god. welcome. Oh my god. You were busy being a TA. I was drinking beers playing Madden. Buddy, oh man. Listen. We could not have, if, if there's one thing you could take from this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Mary and I were very different. We, we, there's no reason why we should be married, but we are, and it's amazing. I'll say that. All right, in or out on working for family. <clears throat> <laughs> Go ahead, give give me the answer. It's okay. No thanks. No thanks. It's a very touch. It's a very touchy subject. I'll pass. Um, I mean, I'm working with you. I'm not working for you. Uh, yes. Um, I am working for family. And. It's it's excellent. It can it can be awesome. It really can be. It can be really terrible at the same time. Dave Ramsey says no. Like no matter what, no, don't work with your family. And you know what? Listen to what Dave Ramsey says. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. If I had a recommendation for somebody, I would say don't do it. But there are many awesome things that come out of it. But I wouldn't do it. All right. Uh, uh, in or out uh, on uh, beer at dinner. I'm in. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out on it beer depends, at dinner. It depends what you're eating. If you're having like a hot dog or a burger, what were they eating? They were having like a regular Salad meal. With it, was, like it was the Cornish hens. Yeah. No, no, actually, no. That would not be a beer dinner. Yeah, no, no. I'm not having beer with that dinner. I'm not even having beer with pizza. I'm not even doing I that. I can do beer with pizza. I could do beer with wings. Oh, yeah. Beer with wings I can do. Especially if it's like 10 cent wings and $2 beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know those nights? Like a really good Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> I mean, we would generally have Gansets. Yes. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last one. In or out on the movie Mission to Mars. I don't think I've ever watched it. You've never watched it? We own it. Blake. Tim, I don't, Tim Robbins? Oh, I thought you were going to say Tim Burton. If you said Tim Burton, I would have been all in. <laughs> Tim Burton doing something spacey. Uh, all right. So that is that for the hot uh, for in or out. Since I already gave you my hot take uh, for this evening, Mary, do you have a hot take for what's going to happen in the finale? I think you kind of have to have a hot take. I, my hot take is that Rebecca doesn't go. Well, that's my hot take. That was my hot take, too. I wrote it in the notes. You just copied my brain. Didn't I wrote my notes prior to you. Oh, well, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I'm allowed to have a same idea, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to think the same thing. Oh, fine. All right, Marvin, are you ready to close this bad boy out? You bet. Let's do it. Flash, man. Should I stay or should I go? Okay. Why? Because of Rebecca. Should I stay? Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? I got you. (laughs) 
I got you. All right. Okay, so for uh, everybody, we're going to be going Facebook Live, most likely, as long as everything... God, as long as everything's okay like I don't even know what's gonna happen within a week let's be real um, but our plan is to go live next week keep your eyes on the Mary and Blake Facebook page and as always go to maryandblake.com check out all the podcasts that we have there including Outlander cast uh, the North Remembers which is a Game of Thrones podcast Rise Up a Hamilton podcast uh, Keep Calm and Crown On which is about the crown Minute with Mary Parent Cast the Leftovers podcast lots of different stuff happening there and as, of course you can always reach us on all of our social media just look at Mary and Blake on Twitter Instagram Facebook uh, or any, any of that stuff we are there ready to chat with you and have fun if you want to get in touch with us via email you can do so Mary and Blake Media at gmail.com. That's right. So we are rocking and rolling. We're continuing on our Outlander podcast. If you want to binge Outlander on Netflix while you're stuck at home, just keep your eyes on all of our, our podcasts that we have coming on out. Sounds good to me. I think that's it. That's all we got, kid. For Ready now, to close out? I'm Mary. My name is Blake. And this is us too. Come on and let me know. Should I cool it or should I blow? It's okay.